Chapter 31 Now when all this was over, all the men of Israel who were present went out into the towns of Judah, causing the stone pillars to be broken up and the wood pillars to be cut down, pulling down the high places and the altars in all Judah and Benjamin, as well as in Ephraim and Manasseh, till all were gone. Then all the children of Israel went back to their towns, every man to his property. Then Hezekiah put in order the divisions of the priests and Levites, every man in his division, in relation to his work, for the burnt offerings and peace offerings, and for the ordering of worship and for giving praise at the doors of the Lord's house. And he gave the kings part of his private property for the burnt offerings, that is, for the morning and evening offerings, and the offerings for the Sabbath and the new moons and the regular feasts, as it is recorded in the law of the Lord. In addition, he gave orders to the people of Jerusalem to give to the priests and Levites that part which was theirs by right, so that they might be strong in keeping the law of the Lord. And when the order was made public, straight away the children of Israel gave, in great amounts, the first fruits of their grain and wine and oil and honey, and of the produce of their fields, and they took in a tenth part of everything, a great store. And the children of Israel and Judah, who were living in the towns of Judah came with the tenth part of their oxen and sheep and a tenth of all the holy things which were to be given to the Lord their God, and put them in great masses. The first store of things was put down in the third month, and in the seventh month the masses were complete. And when Hezekiah and the rulers came and saw all the store of goods, they gave praise to the Lord and to his people Israel. Then Hezekiah put questions to the priests and Levites about the store of goods. And Azariah, the chief priest, of the family of Zadok, said in answer, from the time when the people first came with their offerings into the house of the Lord, we have had food enough, and more than enough, for the blessing of the Lord is on his people, and there is this great store which has not been used. Then Hezekiah said that storerooms were to be made ready in the house of the Lord, and this was done. And in them they put all the offerings and the tents and the holy things, keeping nothing back, and over them was Conaniah the Levite, with Shimei his brother second to him and Jehiel and Azazia and Nahath and Asahel and Jerimoth and Josabad and Elil and Ismachiah and Mahad and Benaiah were overseers, under the directions of Conaniah and Shimei his brother, by the order of Hezekiah the king and Azariah, the ruler of the house of God. And Kor, the son of Imna the Levite, the keeper of the east door, had control of the offerings freely given to God, and the distribution of the offerings of the Lord and the most holy things. And under him were Eden and Miniamin and Jeshua and Shemaiah and Amariah and Shechaniah, in the towns of the priests, who were made responsible for giving it to all their brothers, by divisions, to small and great, as well as to all the males, of three years old and over, listed by their families, who went into the house of the Lord to do what was needed day by day, for their special work with their divisions. And the families of the priests were listed by their fathers' names, but the Levites, of twenty years old and over, were listed in relation to their work and their divisions, and in the lists were all their little ones and their wives and their sons and daughters, through all the people, they made themselves holy in the positions which they were given, and as for the sons of Aaron, the priests, living in the country on the outskirts of their towns, every different town there were men, marked out by name, to give their part of the goods to all the males among the priests, and to all who were listed among the Levites. This Hezekiah did through all Judah, he did what was good and right and true before the Lord his God. And for everything he undertook, in connection with the work of the house of God and his law and orders, he got directions from God and did it with serious purpose, and things went well for him. Chapter 32 Now after these things and this true-hearted work, 
Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came into Judah, and put his army in position before the walled towns of Judah, designing to make his way into them by force. And when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come for the purpose of fighting against Jerusalem, he took up with his rulers and men of war the question of stopping up the water springs outside the town, and they gave him their support. So they got together a great number of people, and had all the water springs and the stream flowing through the land stopped up, saying, Why let the kings of Assyria come and have much water? Then he took heart, building up the wall where it was broken down, and making its towers higher, and building another wall outside, and he made strong the millow in the town of David, and got together a great store of all sorts of instruments of war. And he put war chiefs over the people, and sent for them all to come together to him in the wide place at the doorway into the town, and to give them heart he said to them, Be strong and take heart, have no fear, and do not be troubled on account of the king of Assyria and all the great army with him, for there is a greater with us. With him is an arm of flesh, but we have the Lord our God, helping us and fighting for us. And the people put their faith in what Hezekiah, king of Judah, said. After this, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, sent his servants to Jerusalem, at that time he was stationed with all his army in front of Lachish, to say to Hezekiah and all the men of Judah in Jerusalem, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, says, In what are you placing your hope, waiting here in the walled town of Jerusalem? Is it not Hezekiah who has got you to do it, causing your death from need of food and water, by saying, the Lord our God will give us salvation out of the hands of the king of Assyria? Has not this same Hezekiah taken away his high places and his altars, saying to Judah and Jerusalem, Give worship before one altar only, burning offerings on it? Have you no knowledge of what I and my fathers have done to all the peoples of every land? Were the gods of the nations of those lands able to keep their land from falling into my hands? Who was there among all the gods of those nations, which my fathers put to destruction? who was able to keep his people safe from my hands. And is it possible that your God will keep you safe from my hands? So do not be tricked by Hezekiah or let him get you to do this, and do not put any faith in what he says, for no God of any nation or kingdom has been able to keep his people safe from my hands, or the hands of my fathers, how much less will your God keep you safe from my hands? And his servants said even more against the Lord God and against his servant Hezekiah. And he sent letters, in addition, to put shame on the Lord, the God of Israel, and to say evil against him, saying, As the gods of the nations of other lands have not been able to keep their people safe from my hands, no more will the God of Hezekiah keep his people safe from my hands. These things they said, crying out with a loud voice in the Jews' language, to the people of Jerusalem who were on the wall, with the purpose of troubling them and putting fear into them, so that they might take the town talking of the God of Jerusalem as if he was like the gods of the peoples of the earth, the work of men's hands. And Hezekiah the king, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, made prayer because of this, crying out to heaven. And the Lord sent an angel who put to death all the men of war and the chiefs and the captains and the army of the king of Assyria. So he went back to his country in shame. And when he came into the house of his God, his sons, the offspring of his body, put him to death there with a sword. So the Lord gave Hezekiah and the people of Jerusalem salvation from the power of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, and from all others, giving them rest on every side. And great numbers came to Jerusalem with offerings for the Lord, and things of great price for Hezekiah, king of Judah, so that he was honored among all nations from that time. In those days Hezekiah was ill and near death, and he made prayer to the Lord, 
And the Lord in answer gave him a sign, but Hezekiah did not do as had been done to him, for his heart was lifted up in pride, and so wrath came on him and on Judah and Jerusalem. But then, Hezekiah, in sorrow for what he had done, put away his pride, and he and all Jerusalem made themselves low, so that the wrath of the Lord did not come on them in Hezekiah's lifetime. And Hezekiah had very great wealth and honor, and he made himself storehouses for his gold and silver and jewels and spices, and for body covers and all sorts of beautiful vessels, and storehouses for the produce of grain and wine and oil, and buildings for all sorts of beasts and flocks. And he made towns for himself, and got together much property in flocks and herds, for God had given him great wealth. It was Hezekiah who had the higher spring of the water of Gihon stopped, and the water taken down on the west side of the town of David. In everything he undertook, Hezekiah did well. However, in the business of the representatives sent by the rulers of Babylon to get news of the wonder which had taken place in the land, God gave up guiding him, testing him to see what was in his heart. Now the rest of the acts of Hezekiah, and the good he did, are recorded in the vision of Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amoz, and in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. So Hezekiah went to rest with his fathers, and they put his body into the higher part of the resting places of the sons of David, and all Judah and the people of Jerusalem gave him honor at his death. Chapter 9 But Saul, still burning with desire to put to death the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest, and made a request for letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if there were any of the way there, men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. And while he was journeying, he came near Damascus, and suddenly he saw a light from heaven shining round him, and he went down on the earth, and a voice said to him, Saul, Saul, why are you attacking me so cruelly? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are attacking, but get up, and go into the town, and it will be made clear to you what you have to do. And the men who were with him were not able to say anything, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. And Saul got up from the earth, and when his eyes were open, he saw nothing, and he was guided by the hand into Damascus. And for three days he was not able to see, and he took no food or drink. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus, named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Get up, and go to the street which is named Straight, and make search at the house of Judas for one named Saul of Tarsus for he is at prayer, and he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him, so that he may be able to see. But Ananias said, Lord, I have had accounts of this man from a number of people, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem, and here he has authority from the chief priests to make prisoners all who give worship to your name. But the Lord said, Go without fear, for he is a special vessel for me, to give to the Gentiles and kings and to the children of Israel the knowledge of my name for I will make clear to him what troubles he will have to undergo for me. And Ananias went out and came to the house, and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, whom you saw when you were on your journey, has sent me, so that you may be able to see, and be full of the Holy Spirit. And straightway it seemed as if a veil was taken from his eyes, and he was able to see, and he got up, and had baptism. And when he had taken food his strength came back, and for some days he kept with the disciples who were in Damascus. And straight away, in the synagogues, he was preaching Jesus as the Son of God. And all those hearing him were full of wonder and said, 
Is not this the man who in Jerusalem was attacking all the worshippers of this name? And he had come here so that he might take them as prisoners before the chief priests. But Saul went on increasing in power, and the Jews in Damascus were not able to give answers to the arguments by which he made it clear that Jesus was the Christ. Then, after some days, the Jews made an agreement together to put him to death, but Saul got knowledge of their design. And they kept watch day and night on the roads out of the town, so that they might put him to death, but his disciples took him by night and let him down from the wall in a basket. And when he came to Jerusalem, he made an attempt to be joined to the disciples, but they were all in fear of him, not taking him for a disciple, but Barnabas took him to the apostles and gave them an account of how he had seen the Lord on the road, and had given hearing to his words, and how at Damascus he had been preaching in the name of Jesus without fear. And he was with them, going in and out at Jerusalem, preaching in the name of the Lord without fear, and he had discussions with the Greek Jews, but they were working for his death. And when the brothers had knowledge of it, they took him to Caesarea and sent him to Tarsus. And so the church through all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was made strong, and, living in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, was increased greatly. And it came about that while Peter was going through all parts of the country he came to the saints who were living at Lydda. And there was a certain man there, named Aeneas, who for eight years had been in bed, without power of moving. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ makes you well, get up and make your bed. And straightway he got up. And all those living in Lydda and Sharon saw him, and were turned to the Lord. Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, that is, Dorcas, this woman was given to good works and acts of mercy at all times. And it came about, in those days, that she got ill and came to her death, and when she had been washed, they put her in a room which was high up. And because Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples, having knowledge that Peter was there, sent two men to him, requesting him to come to them straight away, and Peter went with them. And when he had come, they took him into the room, and all the widows were there, weeping and putting before him the coats and clothing which Dorcas had made while she was with them. But Peter made them all go outside, and went down on his knees in prayer, and turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, get up. And, opening her eyes, she saw Peter and got up. And he took her hand, lifting her up, and, sending for the saints and widows, he gave her to them, living. And news of it went all through Joppa, and a number of people had faith in the Lord. And he was living in Joppa for some time with Simon, a leather worker.